drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? Wednesday, it's your boy Okri here, at Derek Okri on Twitter. No Grifka today. Um, changed up our schedule a little bit, and uh, but I got a fun show for you. I'm going to do something a little bit different, no doubt about it. Always try to do that for you guys. Um, so here's what I'm going to try to do today on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Uh, I'm I'm debating as we get back to football, hopefully at the end of July or as, as we get heated up in the preseason in the season, that uh, every once in a while, I'm going to see if I can't knock out uh, kind of a little short daily show for you um, as, as we start getting news and things are going on with the football team. So I'm hoping to do maybe, um, you know, anywhere from 10 to maybe 20 minute, 25 minute shows, uh, hit a bunch of topics and get out. So I, I appreciate everybody listening. I know you guys are always looking for Lions content, but you usually listen to it on your drive home uh, to the gym, whatever it may be. Uh, try to get that to you fast and furious. So we'll try to do that today. Uh, get some news topics, have a little bit of fun and get up out of here in about 20, 25 minutes or so here on the solo show. So uh, as we often do, let's not mess around. Uh, my first topic today, as you guys probably saw on Twitter, um, Adam Rank decided to project the Detroit Lions in the 2020 season to go 3-13. and I mean, I put it out there that this is probably something Griffsky would ask me on a Friday and it would sound something like this. Hey, I'm Derek. Um, I've been reading, and uh, I got something I'd like your opinion on. Um, I, I was, I was, I was, you know, looking around. Of course, you know, there's things that get at me. Um, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd throw this at you, and that's usually when I interject with, "What is this Lions 24/7 garbage?" And, and he, like, I don't know. This is something else. But I'm, I'm very curious your thoughts. And then he would throw something like this at me and say. Adam Rank Oakery said that the Detroit Lions are gonna be three and thirteen. What do you think about that? And of course, I'd be so annoyed, so frustrated. I have to say, Grifka, Waffle Maker, is this a real question? Really? Is it, did this really happen? This didn't really happen, did it? Are you kidding me? Of course, he would said it. It did, and would have to, you know, want my thoughts, and then I'd go on a, a five-minute rant. So that's normally what would happen. Now. I, I don't know if you'd call this a rant, but but I'll, I'll break it down like this. Hey, Adam Rank, I mean, is this some kind of prank? Is this something you would do to somebody just as a big joke? It's got to be. I mean, if you were playing basketball and you, you shot a, a shot like this, I mean, I'm pretty sure it would be a clank. I mean, Adam Rank, this take you had is so horrible. I mean, it smells, it stank. <laughs> I mean, if you were on the golf course and you were at the tee, I mean, this would be a wide left shank. <laughs> I mean, to be frank, this is 
did I just say Frank? Really? I mean, I, I might as well get it in. To be Frank. Wow! 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 <laughs> That's the quad wow for you, Frank Ribble. Uh, but to be Frank, this is like one of the worst opinions, predictions. I don't even know what you want to call it. But what's this guy work for? NFL.com? I mean, you think he would know better. This is the guy that tries to do all these. I don't even know. I Sometimes I catch him on NFL Network. He's doing some ridiculous uh, skit about something. Maybe he's dancing around. He's talking about the choo-choo train. I mean, this dude is absolutely wank. <laughs> Everything he does is wank. I mean, if if this dude was doing a fill-in quiz, he'd probably leave everything blank. <laughs> I mean, if this guy was a comedian and he was on the set just absolutely just bombing, he'd probably get the yank. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, I'm having fun with his name, having fun with some rhymes here, but Adam Rank, the Lions aren't going 3-13. and 13. I know you think it's funny to put it out there. I know you think that you're going to justify it because they had a horrible season last season. But if you do your homework and actually look instead of being just like the guy that thinks, oh, I, I'm just going to like beat up on the Lions. Oh, I'm going to go off what happened last year because they can't be. I mean, it's not like it's the NFL or anything where teams go to worst to first, jump from top to bottom all day, every day. It's not like that could happen, right? I mean, the the Lions aren't going to win three ball games. The Lions are, have been projected by other knowledgeable folks in the industry about winning this division, about making some noise. So, so Adam Rank, I mean, I don't know if this is a prank. I don't know if you're throwing up clanks. I'm pretty sure you stank. I'm pretty sure it's a big old shank. I mean, to be frank, you're wank. Uh, it's absolutely, your mind must be blank. And uh, they got to give you the yank from whatever uh, place is paying you. And and I'm going to end it like this. I thought I'd, I'd put you out of your misery like this before I take my break here on the show. And let's drop a Caruso on you. So Frank Ribble and everybody else out there that loves these, this is for you. Well, Frank, I guess you could say Adam's take on the lion smells rank. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that uh, little rant off the top. I had a little bit of fun with it. I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back rapid fire with some content, some topics, some takes, some opinions, and I'm going to get up out of here for this show. So, everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, let, let's get into this right now. So, uh, you know, there was a topic that came up this week. I think it was um, from the Draft Network. Um, Solak uh, put out there, uh, you got Matt Stafford or you got Matt Ryan? And he did a poll, got tons of traffic. I think Stafford was even trending. And uh, Matt Stafford won, I want to say it was like 56 to, you know, whatever. I think he won just by that kind of narrow margin. Um, Yeah, I I voted on this, and I voted for Stafford as well. I mean, Matt Ryan has always been somewhat of a system player, you know, when he's been there and he's had weapons, as we like to put it, and uh, been in a good system. He puts up big numbers, you know. He's won ball games in a few of his seasons. Other seasons, he's been horrible. He's had some injuries, whatever. Him and Stafford are boys. They're best friends. I mean, they're similar. Matt Stafford's got a much better throwing arm, um, just much more physical talent. Uh, Matt Ryan's sometimes a little bit more cerebral. Um, he, he can also, both of them can be clutch at times. So it, it's a close race. I like both players. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, you know, I, I don't know what his age is. I want to say I looked and he feels like he's getting up there because I think he was a few years before Stafford, if I'm not mistaken. So... I mean, Stafford at 32, Matt Ryan's got to be up in the 35, maybe even nearing 36 range, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I got to give this to Stafford. He's a ball player. I, I'm glad these guys are buddies. I like them both as players. They're, they're both like, you know, that head of the franchise guy that you want leading your team. So I thought that was a fun poll by Solak and uh, fun that everybody voted and glad our guy came out on top, no doubt about it. Uh, the APHQ is open, so the NFL has been trying to get these facilities open. Uh, Allen Park opened up. You know, they got some of the same um, protocols like like everybody else, you know, with the temperature checks and the, the different rules and regulations that they'll have going on. I mean, I think this is going to be a pain in the butt for the players. I think they're really going to hate all these different tests and things they're going to have to take. I think as they get into this, as we saw here recently before I'm recording, that Houston and um, the Dallas Cowboys, Grifka's favorite team, you know, uh, they've been coming down with some cases already. College football has been coming down with some cases. So that, that doesn't bowl very well. I mean, I don't want everybody to get ramped up and start having a bunch of cases pop up in the NFL, really have to pull back and delay games, things like that. Same with society. You know, everybody's just, Oh, we're good now. Everything's open. Let's go. And, uh, you're seeing more things pop up. So I really hope everybody's safe. It is good to see the facilities open. I'm glad people are getting back at it. But you got to be super smart. You know, you go out on public, you wear the damn mask. You know, you go get the gloves on. You know, you're going to go through some hoops to get your daily stuff done until we get a vaccine, until this thing gets figured out. So just deal with it. But like I say, hopefully they don't get too lax about it or don't have too many issues to where we get to late July, August, September, and we start having to pull back games and deal with stuff like that. So I really hope that doesn't happen, but I think everything's still a big question mark here. We will see what occurs, but hopefully all goes well. I I cannot wait to see DeAndre Swift in the uniform, you know, uh, see Okuda out there playing cornerback and see our team back rolling all the different weapons we have on offense and see this revamped defense. So I'm counting down the days until late July when we hit camp, and I just hope even if no fans and media are limited, hey, get our team back on the field, get them um, playing some football, get some interviews, seeing some um, photos of these guys and getting ramped up, hopefully for a 2020 season, even if it's a little bit different. Like, I'm ready to roll with it. I I really hope it happens. I think there's too much money on the line for it not to happen. 
happen. Same with college football. You get through a few bumps in the road. I think you're still going to play games. You're just going to have to decide how tight are the clamps. You know, SEC schools are just like, oh, yeah, we're having, you know, <laughs> half half attendance. You know, 50,000 people at a game. Uh, you know, I think other people are a lot more measured. Of They just would like to get the games off, get that TV money, and get rolling rather than uh, – miss out completely but we'll see what happens with all this it'll be interesting next topic i got matt patricia and the players in the community uh, it was nice to see matt pat out there with his mask and his hoodie with uh Joyke bell and uh, christian jones and uh, quite a few other lions agnew and people were all out there in the community in the detroit community doing some some good work there on bell isle i believe it was so really good to see that i mean i think I think Matt Patricia has just really fallen into a nice place where he came in, he was the hard ass, he's backed off. Now he has the type of players he wants, the guys that are bought in. You can always tell, like, if people didn't see it on the Twitter machine this week, uh, there was the video that came back out after Matt Pat's first win against the Patriots. You go back and watch that, it's pretty dang easy to see who are the Matt Patricia guys and who aren't because... There's a lot of guys that he either brought in or that, um, you know, are just hard-nosed type football players that are all there whooping it up with them. And then there's, you know, the players that aren't here anymore that are on the outskirts. So um, I, I think he's got his crew. He, he he knows they had to upgrade the talent, the scheme, all the different things they're doing. I think they've done that. So I just think Matt Patricia not only on the field, but now even in the community, the things he's doing with his players via the Zoom meetings of letting them talk about the social injustice and all the different things that we have going on right now. I just think he's got a good pulse on this team. And, uh, you know, he's obviously smart enough. He obviously was one at a high level and uh, the guy's no dummy. So I think that he'll be able to now put these players into action, you know, hopefully stay healthy here in 2020, 2021 and get them turned around and get rolling. And and like you say, the NFL to me is a, are you competitive? You know, you need to be in ball games. You need to find ways to win in the fourth quarter and you need to be there late in the season. And I think as long as he does that, like the the city will get behind him and, and he'll get the, the type of results he wants. You know, nobody's saying come in and win 13 ball games or, or just win the division by two, three games. Just, uh, get them rolling in the right direction, be in the mix and, and see where the chips fall. And that's usually what every NFL season comes down to is, is it going to happen? Is it not? And, and uh, you know, some years it's a coin flip for all teams in the league. And, and there are some juggernauts out there. The lions are not a juggernaut, but there is no reason that they can't play good football, stay healthier, uh, ball out with their quarterback and, and win some ball games and take this division. So, Matt Pat's going to lead him, and he's leading him off the field as well. I think that's super exciting to see. Next topic, uh, Taylor Decker. This was another uh, Twitter item you might have seen come under my timeline or see some notifications about. So uh, pro football focus, gosh, I don't have it in front of me. I wanted to put the numbers down. But anyway, there was a tweet that came out that just said, hey, Taylor Decker was horrible against the Arizona Cardinals. They showed all his ratings. It was a... Uh, it was pass rating, it was rush rating, and it was some overall, I think it was, the three ratings. Terrible against Arizona, and then he said, hey, for the rest of the season, he really turned around, had all of his ratings for the rest of the year in regards to uh, offensive tackles, and uh, they were, you know, 
quite above average and were more than solid for what you're looking for for a football player. So what do I do? I see this. It's by a reputable source, obviously. I tweet it out. I have a little fun, as I try to do with Grifka on Twitter, part of our part of our gimmick and part of the things we do here on the show. I put, uh, hey, you might uh, want to educate yourself at Grifka DKC. Just thinking it's a joke. You know, he hates Taylor Decker. This is a Taylor Decker, you know, somewhat positive uh, stat. It's not like they're putting this guy in the Hall of Fame or saying he's the best in the league and Grifka just goes crazy about it he starts yelling at me telling me oh like how is the stat created hey Grifka I may do some work for PFF but I don't know all their formulas I don't know exactly how they come about it but I know they watch every play of every game and on every play for a left tackle they probably take analytical statistics on like 13 categories you know how I know that because right now I'm training on quarterback coverage and there's let me see I got them in front of me six nine there's about 12 categories you do on every pass play on all types of things uh, that you're grading that you're looking at that you're recording so so I go back at Grifka like I, I don't know, Grifka, but I know this is pro football focus. They grade every play of every game, and you sit on your lazy boy and try to tell me who's who's good and who sucks. So I'm going to go with them. He starts going on and on about, oh, I'm just uh, I'm just like going along with a number, and I don't even know how it's created. I'm like, I do know how it's created. They, they detail and watch every minute detail of every play, and they're telling me this guy was good for every game except for – the Arizona Cardinals on average, and I'm just trying to let you know. And he's like, what else did he say? He started uh, saying, I love mediocrity. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm giving you stats and numbers showing this guy was better than you say every week on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And you're just disregarding it because you don't know uh, exactly what was recorded or you don't trust these people. You trust your eyes. And I say, Grifka, you watch ball games. You might watch Taylor Decker on the three plays they show a close-up of him, and usually that's when he's getting beat. So you've you've created this narrative. I would love Grifka to start like pulling up games on YouTube or going uh, to Game Pass. Watch like five games of Taylor Decker and don't watch anything in the game except the left tackle. Then come back and tell me if he's this turnstile, if he's this horrible football player. And then he starts saying, oh yeah, the Hall of Fame called. Grifka, the big argument is nobody's ever putting Taylor Decker in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying he's a average to above average left tackle that we can get at a decent price that knows our system and he's been a hell of a soldier since we brought him in he's the leader of that room and he's not as bad as you say he is so when you put him in your he sucks category I try to just tell you here's some stuff to show you he doesn't and you can keep saying he sucks you can keep calling him Jeff a worse Jeff Backus but I'm telling you experts are saying that's not the case. So go do some homework. Go educate yourself. That's all I was saying. I was just trying to have a little fun. You always get all uptight. So there's my rant on Grifka for the day. Let's keep this moving. Kenny Galladay extension. What are we going to get this guy? And when's it going to get done? I hear a lot of talk and not very much movement. So I don't know where Bob Quinn is on this. Kenny Galladay is getting tons of pub and free agency and... I mean, not free agency, fantasy football, and in the league in general, lots of articles being written. Is Kenny Galladay a top 10 receiver? Is Kenny Galladay a top 8 fantasy receiver? Where would you take him in your drafts? How much would you pay this guy? 17, 18, you know, 15 million? I've been on record multiple times that Kenny Galladay is one of my favorite players in football. 
I wrote a fantasy football article saying I love this guy, but I think he might be for a little bit of a down year because he's been so good the past couple. And I've also been on this podcast saying I'm not willing to give him 15, 16, 17 million dollars. The dude has made 1 million on average. I feel like if I come to him and say, hey, Kenny, let's go three, four years, 10, 12 million bucks a year. Let's get this done. Let's keep you in Detroit. If he balks at that, like, I mean, I don't say the Lions are going to let him go, but I'd be surprised if, if Bob Quinn at that point wasn't like, hey, man, you know, you're you're just going to be out of our price range at some point, you know, if we can't come to some type of compromise. And I don't want to see that happen, but, I mean, it's just going to be curious to see what goes down with Kenny. So I'm very interested, as well as uh, Taylor Decker, Grifka. I'd like to see him get uh, some a fair deal, let's put it that way as well, for both those players. I'm curious to see if they can get it done and what it ends up being. A couple quick items before I get out of here. I think the player bonding has been really good for the Detroit Lions. Uh, obviously, they haven't been on the field, and they haven't been able to be together and, and get those type of OTAs, which I do think are really valuable. You know, people are some people are just writing them off, like the veterans, some old veterans are saying, oh, it's good. You know, I'm glad we're not going through that. But I think OTAs, the mini camps, the rookie mini camps especially, it's a big deal. I think you're going to see some terrible football right off the go. I think you're going to see some primetime rookies have some bad years here in 2020 because they just didn't get that type of prep time to get up and rolling. I mean, let's say they start at the end of July, like expected. I mean, you basically got two to three weeks to get everybody up and rolling, and then you're playing preseason games, and the next thing you know, it's it's beginning of September, and it's real, real bullets, real games. I don't... I don't think it's going to bold well because you're missing 10, 12, 14 like light practices that you can't get back. But I do think the bonding, the Zoom meetings, the talking to each other, the um, having more time with their families, maybe coming in a little bit fresher, I do think that is important. I really do hope the new guys have, you know, not only picked up scheme, playbooks, things like that over these Zoom meetings, but I think, hope they've got to know their teammates because. You kind of earn that respect off the top, and if you have to do it through Zoom or if these guys have been able to talk about a lot more personal issues and had more time talking, maybe more so on the field, maybe that'll be beneficial. So I think the bonding is good. I don't think the just not being playing football. I can't see how you get better at football by not playing football. So that'll be interesting. And uh, last item I have here, I just wrote depth versus superstars. I I feel like 2020 for the Detroit Lions is going to come down to – can they win with this depth, you know, and this good football players at lots of different spots, maybe multiple guys that can do different things, but really no stars. I mean, the stars on this team are Stafford, Canny, and then on the defensive side of the ball, you got Flowers and maybe Tracy Walker emerges and you got a lot of, you know, upside question marks. You've got a lot of veterans that you want to know what they have left in the tank. I mean, it's going to be interesting because, like I've said, I've compared them to the 04 Pistons. I just think that, you know, nobody thought Chauncey Billups was going to be any good. He was just a somewhat journeyman, but it was the perfect time, the perfect situation. He was given the ball by Larry Brown. He was coached up hard by Larry Brown. And all of a sudden, everything clicked, and Chauncey became just an absolute stud point guard in Detroit. Rip Hamilton couldn't get it done in Washington. You know, Jordan couldn't get out of him what he needed. He he got sent to Detroit, and it was just a perfect spot where he could run around, shoot 12, 15-foot jumpers. And, and that's 
that's my best case scenario with the Detroit Lions is that they've drafted well. Their salary caps in order. They have a young team. Now they brought in some guys that are scheme aware that can just come in and get rolling. I mean, Jamie Collins is going to be the guy that I got my eye on. If he plays really good and is a leader, that's really going to be helpful. If he's a malcontent or if he's done and he's over the hill, that's going to really going to hurt the Lions. So I think that other teams have much better stars than the Lions. There's no doubt. I mean, I like drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid, as you know, but uh, a lot of teams have a lot of bad ball players uh, that are going to be in the Pro Bowl making the All-Pro team. Lions don't have that. But I do think when you really look at roster and team building, if you were to compare us against other teams, I do think we have young upside players, players with length, players with speed, players with intangibles. And now really boosting that run game and trying to retool the offensive line, I think, are the two biggest things they did because having two running backs that are young and versatile like Carrion and Swift, I think is just going to be so fun for this team. It's going to be a breath of fresh air for Matt Stafford. Hopefully if Hal Vitae plays well and these these interior players they drafted and they already have on the roster you know, play a bit better. Like Matt Stafford being protected is when he balls out. The minute he gets, you know, people on him is when he somewhat crumbles. So if you can be better in the run game, if you can play that play action deep ball game that they did so well last year in the beginning part of the year, if you can protect your quarterback, if you can play pretty solid defense, if you can be in the right spot at the right time, fill the right gap, I I just think the, the depth versus superstars can work. I really do in the NFL. I think it's about attrition, who's healthiest at the right times, who wins in the fourth quarter, who can out-scheme the other team, who can play the, you know, just the right little bit of different football each week to win, I think is really what works out. And the Lions haven't done it the last two years, but it doesn't mean they can't. It doesn't mean that some of the players they didn't bring in, that this isn't the perfect situation for them at the perfect time, mixed with the perfect set of young guys. And like I say, I think the running game is just going to be dynamic. I cannot wait to watch it. It's going to be really fun. So um, that'll be the question. Can the Lions win with depth? Can they win with um, you know a marginal team when it comes to the guys you see in the newspaper, but um, maybe they just got a bunch of football players. Maybe they've got a bunch of people that just love the game of football, know the scheme, love Matt Patricia, you know, want to play for the city and it could be really special. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy year. There's no doubt about it, but I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this show. I only took a few breaths. I didn't take any timeouts, basically, and I just roll with it for we're at about 20, 25 minutes like I thought. So I'm going to get up out of here. Like I say, had to change it up, had to do a solo show. Um, really appreciate everybody listening. I mean, you know what we do right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast? We uh, do this. Drink it in, man. Serve up that cornbread. Cornbread! 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 All day, every day. Thank you guys so much for listening to Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Check me out at Derek Okri on Twitter. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Share this podcast with a friend. Tell somebody else, hey, I know it's a little bit of a dead season, but before football kicks up, you got to check out the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast, and you can also check out my other podcast, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. That drops on Monday mornings. You know we're here on Wednesdays and Fridays here on the Kool-Aid cast. Uh, Share it with a friend. Tell somebody to check it out. Tell them to hit that subscribe button. And uh, be back here next week with more Lions stuff. I'm sure Griffco will probably have a Friday show for you. I'm sure that'll be entertaining. Child, please. Please.
but uh, uh, you know, you know, Grifka will have some articles and some fun things for you. Obviously, I had a little bit of fun with him on this show, as I normally do. But uh, like I say, thank you guys so much for listening. I told you I was going to keep this short, so I better shut up and get up out of here. Thank you. Take care. I'm out. Drink it in, man.